1: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
0: You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The Around the League podcast is as consistent as a Brett Favre retirement. Welcome back
2: to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by two heroes, Mark Zessler and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Are we a little concerned about the fourth hero
3: at this point? He's gone radio silent, as far as I know.
2: Chris Wessling, this is the fourth podcast he's missed. We should be nervous at this point. I think he said he was going to miss four, but it's going to be more than that. Um, We might never see him again, Greg.
4: Mark is supposed to pick him up from the airport, I believe, on Thanksgiving. It's going to be a nerve-wracking moment. A
3: lot of things are supposed to happen, but right. it's like I, I feel like he's, he's when brad Bradshaw
4: on us, the guy just vanished. Wait, I thought we had, one of our intros was the Around League podcast will not pick you up from the airport. One of my favorites, Ooh. by the way.
3: Well, you know, he's my friend, we do it and for e- I do things like that for friends.
4: We do it for each other, not for anyone else. All
2: right, that's fair.
4: And Mark, you are now,
2: your family has gone to San Francisco for Thanksgiving. You have the home to yourself. I understand you got a nice uh, bit of rest last night.
3: Well, some of the, any any listener or Greg knows, anyone that has kids under the age of three, the concept of... of I have two of them. It's a one-two punch. The concept of a night of uninterrupted sleep, much less just if I clean the house up in the morning and I come home at night and it's still untouched versus uh, mm. a like a tornado hit it, it's... Uh, <laughs> Unusual, and I am in that place right now.
2: Would you say this is one of the top 10 days of your life in the past 15 years?
3: No, because, I mean, in a perfect world, I would love to uh, be with my family on oh, Thanksgiving. You day. are loving this sleep. Don't, no, Don't pretend. It's, I feel rested. Yeah. You, well, it's for the, the first time since I've known anybody. Somebody
2: update Sessler's Wikipedia Wikipedia page <laughs> to say he feels rested on November 27th, 2013.
4: It's the one two punch of your kids plus having to be at work at 5 in the morning. That's it's. That's it's a the perfect
3: problem. storm of me feeling about ten years older than I am. <laughs> All
2: right, so let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, we figured, you know, people p- people get excited about this uh, this the the fork committee when the fork committee gathers. So we figured, why not start the podcast? Let's talk about the fork. Who got forked this week? Nine teams have been forked. Hate to say it, two more were forked. So why don't we get into it right now? Stick a fork in them. Here lies the New York Giants. A deeply crappy team that strung together the single least impressive four-game winning streak in football history. <laughs> the Eli Manning sad face has never been this sad.
4: We had to do it. We did it too late. Remember I wanted we to do it, it oh, I wanted to do it after a two-game winning streak just to show how little respect I had for that and it would have been fine. We wouldn't have been too early. This I
2: is- I actually can go the other way. I I, the only reason I'm not I didn't fight this is because I didn't feel like dealing with it and this doesn't mean that much <laughs> to me but at the same time I still have a, a this, man of principle this this feeling that the Giants will be playing a meaningful game in December oh, stop. Um, so I, I I almost thought about in the four committee fighting this instead I just had another Danish uh, grabbed a cup of coffee and just let you <laughs> guys it kill in, basically. Just I just mailed, mailed in it in one.
3: for an entire city's football team you could care less and by the way we're talking to a Jets fan here you know one thing about the Giants, real quick, because I think if the Eagles weren't getting hot the way they are and starting to, I think, take command of that division. I don't want to hear about the Cowboys. I still think they finish eight and eight.
4: I'm not sure I would have forked the Giants either because I fully Ugh. expect Dallas to crumble. But you have to be good to make a run. And the old Giants were good. You're, you guys right. are still thinking about that. No, team. these That's are not, not those teams. Team.
3: Well, you told you the other day, Greg, on this very
4: podcast, basically called that pair of runs. A sham. Right. Well, they they were not good. They haven't been good regular season teams other than the year after their first Super Bowl win. That's their one good regular season team. That That's a fact. Right.
2: Still, it was a bit of a hatchet to your credibility the way you completely <laughs> shot down those two titles. Uh, by runs. the way, they
4: weren't making any run anyways. At San Diego versus Seattle at Detroit coming up. So the Giants had a tough slate. You know, I just wonder, is Tom Coughlin back with this team next year? If he's back, is Perry Fuel back? This is a team. I don't think they necessarily underachieved that much on defense. I just don't think they're that great. I feel
2: like Coughlin has so much goodwill stored up that they're they're not going to fire him. And I think he's also one of those guys that I don't think he could even imagine doing anything else but coaching. It was it's like Red in Shawshank Redemption, where he leaves prison and then like thinks about committing a crime to go back to prison because he doesn't know anything else. I think Coughlin's the same way. He'll coach until he gets kicked out the door, and I don't think he's ready to go yet. Really?
3: See, I I could see this ending, and I know he's given no indication. In fact, reverse indication, he's talked about staying. Reverse indication. That team in general (laughs) just It's like a bad band name from the 90s. Reverse indication New York Giants. It's like a bad,
4: almost like a collective soul knockoff thing. I think they opened up for Debesh Mode for a while.
3: (laughs) There's a rebuilding project that has to take place here. It's not a one-year
4: fix. I don't know if Coughlin's the guy you, you do that with. I wouldn't be surprised if Coughlin is gone. I don't think they'll ever use the word fired, and he might choose to walk away. Right now, he's on an unending series of one-year contracts that they essentially tack on. So he has a couple years left. He could go away very easily. I think if if they ever did want to fire him, it would just come out that he's decided to leave. But look, this is a job that a lot of coaches... Are interested in, and when people talk, you know, I, it's not like I have a lot of sources around the league or anything like that. But this is one of those jobs. Bill Cower, everyone's always said has been circled. This job that he wants, this job. John Gruden wants this job. There's a lot of people that would want this job working for the Maras in New York. Great reputation. It, I don't know. It wouldn't su- it? Wouldn't surprise me if they made I, the me change. neither. i If agree.
2: Cower took this job, would that mean he would stop making those god awful Time Warner commercials? <laughs> the single worst commercials. On television today, it would put an end to that,
4: Dan. I I don't. So think, let's do it. Let's make it happen. I think Coward's at the point now where he couldn't get a job. He waited too long. And do you, you want
3: him as your coach? Right. If you're
4: no, he kind of put out feelers. If you read between the lines and little reports that were leaked last year, that's like, hey guys, want to hire me a little bit? And uh, mm-hmm. really didn't get much interest. And I, I think that's where he's at. And Gruden probably is afraid of getting into that. I think Gruden is back. Coaching next year, whether it's college or NFL, I, hmm.
2: I just got chills thinking about the Jets firing Rex Ryan and then Woody Johnson opening up the checkbook to get an over-the-hill Bill Cower. that, Ooh. that would go horribly.
4: <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that Rex ride jumping across gonna to gonna the get it, Giants. You're, you're going to get an be- over-the-hill
3: <laughs>
2: Monty <laughs> Kiffin as your head coach next year. Oh wow, wow, Monty Kiffin. There's no, but there's no worse match or more impossible match than the Giants and Rex Ryan. Okay, that's fair. Here lies the Cleveland Browns who managed to again raise the hopes of their fan base this summer, only to again crumble to severe mediocrity. They are, and seemingly always will be, a factory of sadness.
0: You are a factory of sadness!
3: Look, you talk about, we went as far as we could putting our support behind what's happening in Cleveland, and it's, it, it came to a bitter and ugly end. You had, they had a chance. Back-to-back games against Cincinnati, who they've beaten... And the Steelers, who in theory are beatable, and they were at home. And they were taken care of pretty easily. Not competitive, really. Taken care of. I I don't have a problem forking them. There's a lot of work
2: oh. to do here. <laughs> they are definitely uh, worth the fork. And also, Brandon Whedon is starting again.
3: Uh, this he game will never could, could, die. No, he will not. And honestly, they play the Jaguars. I, at two weeks ago, thought that is a game they were going to show kind of what the put the parts together, a nice 35-7 <laughs> to seven stomping at home. I have no belief that they're going to take care of business.
4: Dan picked the Jaguars to win. Actually, that, he, calls, he calls himself your friend, Mark. Also, well, I
2: picked the Jags. I'm sorry. I'm I'm out on the Browns now. I can't get on anymore. It's fair. The guy that also used to work for around the league, Chris Wessling, also picked the Jaguars. So I think it's the first <laughs> time this season
4: there's been multiple Jaguars picks in one week. I think it's the first. Yeah, that's true. I think there's only been one Jaguars pick, period, and that was Chris Wessling Jaguars at Oakland week two. I think Patrick that's it. Patrick picked them once. <laughs> wow. I
3: believe Patrick did. Listen, Wesleyan has an open disdain for the Cleveland Browns. And we know that. And so <laughs> that
4: doesn't surprise me at all. Seriously, four and seven, probably about what you expected before the year sure. started. You've seen, you've seen the product and what the changes have been since Michael Lombardi and Joe Banner and Rob Chudzinski came here. Let's uh, have a little evaluation. What do you, do you feel more optimistic about the future, less than well, the season started?
3: It's too early to judge this year's draft, and I'll leave that for the experts like the Daniel Jeremiah's and in, in that crowd. But I will say that I look at Cleveland's draft hall and it is unimpressive to date. A lot of these guys aren't even playing. So there's a lot of pressure on an organization that traded away now, listen, the Richardson trade looks good. I honestly think that they have to be given some credit for their self-scouting on that. Oh, most definitely. Right? But if they don't make something big happen with what they've gotten in return and with their two number ones, a lot of pressure falls on the front office. I, I think I like the the coach to me. They have a coach that I hope they keep around for a really long time.
4: I think there's a lot of positives in Cleveland. because sure. We talked about the defense being talent-laden, and nothing has really changed my mind on that. I think they haven't been a great defense this year, but if you look at all the parts, they've pretty much played as expected. And Joe Hayden is an all-pro type of cornerback. You've got a lot of people on the defensive line that'll be there next year and that are still young. You found Josh Gordon, who looks like a number one receiver. You found Jordan Cameron. There's been a lot of good things that I think one more off season and they could be in the back. Hex, if they beat the Jaguars, they're only one game out of a playoff, right. but we just don't think they have any ability to make a in, run. In
3: the ray of hope, honestly, and I, and I don't think that Brian no, no, Hoyer no, no. is even the starter here next year necessarily oh, on no. any level, no, but I'll no, say, no. When, Mark, listen, hold on, no, no. Hey, it's okay. When they Let had a functional quarterback in there, right, Let it who go. got rid of the ball quickly, he made Cameron mm. the player he was. Cameron hasn't even been on the radar since it, we went back to this campbell Whedon thing. It's,
4: it's not your fault, Mark. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> the worst thing the Browns could do is look
2: at a uh, Brian Hoyer in some swimming pool rehabbing his knee and saying, let's bank on him for the next two years. Well, there's get no indication they're doing Go get a quarterback in a rich draft. Right. Go steal Jay Cutler. Do something and really build around a guy you can believe in. Not a 30-year-old rookie. <laughs> not some no-name that played two and a half good games and got the organization not excited. Not Michael Vick. Not Michael on, Vick. Wait, back, Certainly not Brandon Weeden. Let's
3: back the truck up a minute. I don't think there's anyone in Cleveland in, in on the team that says we're going to latch everything to Brian Hoyer. I'm I think to he's you. he's no he's a great he's an ideal backup. Here's what I would do if Your I were the eyes Browns. Say
2: something else, Mark.
3: This is what I do. <laughs> you, they have about 13 draft picks or whatever it is. I would among those 13 players, right? Take six defensive, offensive type guys that can give you some good stability. I would draft seven quarterbacks. <laughs> You're going to get one out of that mix. You just draft up and down the board. You draft quarterbacks all over the place. One of them is going to change the franchise.
4: Not one and have them fail. Draft seven. I like Dan's bit about the uh, Brian Hoyer in the pool. I can sort of imagine that article now, written by Jason Fora. how Brian Hoyer is the first one in the building every morning 3.30. Oh. He's doing you know backstroke or whatever. Just don't do it, guys. Just don't do what? it. Don't uh, get you know sucked what? in.
3: Let's... <laughs> <laughs> They're forked. It's over. We don't well, have to talk about it. But
2: since we're, so those are the two forked team. That is now 11 teams out of 32 forked. Mm. Uh, people buzz. There's a buzz amongst society. They want to know. <laughs> they want to get inside the four committee gatherings. And uh, by the way, I, you guys, I know we had some issues. We have the optical uh, indicator now to a- enter the committee room. where you have to put your eye up to it. There's been some glitches, but I was told that will be fixed. Um, in the, uh, in the, the committee room, the Jets were brought up this week. And, uh, you know, I, I put the veto on that. I don't think we're ready to say
4: goodbye to the Jets just yet. Yeah. You know, I signed a, a- confidentiality agreement, but I'm not afraid to say I brought up the Jets. They're done. How what, can what you the say The Jets that? are going to make a run. I don't think the Stop. Jets Some are an especially good team,
3: but they if that six
4: seed could be seven and nine. Right. And it won't be the Jets. I don't think the sixth seed could be 7-9. It's actually almost mathematically impossible for it to be 7-9 because they all play each other so much. Someone's going to get to 8 wins. So I, if they go 3 and 2, they're 8-8. Eight eight. I don't think that will happen because we make calls as the uh fort committee. So sometimes you just you make a call. We made a call with the Titans and the Rams. I mean, they're around 500 still. I'm not worried about them at all. I disagree. Well, with the Jets,
2: I think they have the best defense of any one of these AFC well, hangers on. Jets have an overrated defense. They have a great defensive line and some talented linebacker and one of the worst secondaries in the AFC.
3: But every one of these teams are deeply flawed that are chasing that sixth spot. I just, I, I'm not right. One more week and I'm ready to fork the Jets. I couldn't do it this week.
2: Thanks, buddy. And I'm sorry about the Browns. I'm not doing that for Sincerely. your for
3: your benefit. Dan. Oh, it wasn't
2: I, that's based on logic. And Greg, can you call your locks guy? We need better products, and the locks at the uh, committee meetings has been doesn't taste right. Almost tastes a little foul.
4: Well, Greg, Greg has a locks. It's shipped in from
2: New York, so I think it's, <laughs> getting, it's getting bad on the at way. At least here. put it on some ice or something. Uh, and speaking of fork, one more thing before we move on: uh, fork concerns. Uh, we forked. So, you know, we fork these teams and they're supposed to be dead and we still stand by every fork we've done. But which team maybe jumps out to you as someone who could actually rise from the dead? Uh, Greg, I'll, I'll ask you first. I have no one. That, I have that someone worries me at all. Who do you have? You hey, know, hey, I, Greg, lots Mark. on the
4: line, too, because this segment is. Oh,
2: this t- is gonna, We're starting to meander towards the charity. No, no, no Greg.
4: charity. This this segment <laughs> is gone if we get any team wrong that's been out there people have been saying to us (sighs) on twitter we don't want to lose the segment but that's okay because we won't be wrong it's a lot of responsibility if
3: you wanted to look at like mathematically the titans you'd have to be concerned about just for that craziness in the afc the team i think we that won't make the playoffs so technically we're right but i think we're wrong on and forking when we did is the rams
4: no i like the rams i think they're if they were in the afc they'd be a playoff team the fork isn't about who's a good team or what what they would be if they were in the NFC, a- AFC. It'd be who's making the playoffs or not. If That's they, why even so if if they technically they were right, but in spirit,
3: we forked a team that is much better than we thought they were when we when we got rid of them.
2: I got bad news for uh, this segment and people that like it. We'll probably get one of these wrong. We have it to, It happens right? all no, the time. Last year it happened with the Redskins Those and Vikings. Crazy. Those are crazy. Something happens every year. The one I'm concerned with, <laughs> I think the Rams, yeah, they're, they're frisky, but ultimately... they Kellen, Kellen Clemens is involved and they're buried. Um, the Titans, I'm a little nervous about Fitz magic is in the building. They got some good pieces there. And I'm also worried about the Colts. I feel like the Colts can potentially go in the tank and the Titans sneak in something weird always happens. That's my biggest concern that said, I'm, you know, I'm fairly confident we'll get this right this year. I like the segment to come back.
4: If you ask this question again next week, and we're coming off a Tennessee victory in Indianapolis, we have then, issues. Then my question, then my answer is totally different. But I have to see Tennessee do something impressive. But let's which be I real, haven't.
3: we've been we've been almost painfully conservative in picking these teams. So yeah, we're not in the danger zone because we have not really done
4: anything that edgy. And the Titans have to go to Denver, and they have to play the Cardinals still. That does not look like a team ready to go on a run. I'm feeling good. This segment's going to live past all of us. (laughs) Our grandchildren will be talking about it. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) All right, there's K. Rich behind the glass. How you doing, K. Rich?
1: All's well, guys. Just enjoying this Thanksgiving week.
4: K. Rich
2: is a chameleon uh, physically. She has straight hair today. Usually she's known for those... Curls and now you look different. You look different. You look like well, you a different person. Yeah, I right. like
4: it. I think it looks nice.
1: Thank you. Holiday stuff. Well, you wore <laughs> you
4: wore a holiday outfit. You were like
1: it, it, bright red. Yeah,
4: that's fire, what I'm saying. I like
1: it. Thanksgiving.
4: What were you doing yesterday? Wait
1: till Christmas comes. Yesterday, I went food shopping all over L.A. All <laughs> over, and I spent all day cooking.
4: Oh my all god! All day long. So who's coming? O- who's eating all this food?
1: Man, we have a whole bunch of friends from the east coast who live out here now who are gathering together we're going to have a big we're going to have a big feast so. and
4: you're the one that's in charge good. basically no it's I'm not
1: in charge but I, I'm doing most of the cooking witness protection
3: program mm-hmm. gathering yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: I don't have many friends at least out here
3: no well that's evident it's kind of um, sad K-Rich has so too.
4: many friends she didn't even think to invite any of us I know, well, table's, table's sorry, full guys. awkward
1: table is full. <laughs> All right, guys. You ready for the headlines?
4: Wow. And then she and just then, dismisses yeah, like, us. Don't want to talk about it. Move on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not before, part of my social I feel milieu. guilted. <laughs> All right. K-Rich, okay, let's, let's get some headlines. Uh-oh. K-Rich, uh-huh.
4: the headlines.
1: headlines. All right, guys. First up, a Patriots audible that is moving the needle. <laughs> it sounds a little something like this. Cougar, cougar, Linda. I'm wondering <laughs> who the That's heck good. this cougar is named Linda. Am I the only one thinking that?
2: You I- are, because we all know. Oh. Prepare, prepare to be enlightened.
3: I think it's evident. Well, I mean, listen. The subject spoke about it. It's Linda Holiday, Bill
4: Belichick's minstress, paramour. You wrote the post this morning on <laughs> Round <laughs> League, an important uh, post she that we're going to be submitting for the Pulitzer. Is it, is it Pulitzer or Pulitzer? It's Dude, probably not part either. of the problem why we're not going to win one. We're we're probably probably not Anyways, this, this production by Mark was fantastic. Tell us a little well, more.
3: So if even if you watch, we have the clips up on .com, that if you watch the, before his touchdown to Gronkowski, he's clearly shouting audible at the line, this Cougar, Cougar, Linda business. And uh, it was a nod. I guess Linda actually means shift left. For a lot of teams, it's not it's used, mm-hmm. I guess, around the league to some mm-hmm. degree. But in this case, it's a nod to uh, Linda Holiday, the the girlfriend of Bill Belichick, who, uh, technically, not a cougar
4: though. Mark knows right, about because he's an older man, right? So she She's wouldn't fifty, be, and he's sixty-one, so she would not be a cougar. it Been been his girlfriend for right. a, a long time. Public, she actually spoke about it. So this is what really added credibility to this important subject. what... She basically took it as a compliment. She said the plays worked out very well, so that speaks so for itself. So she's fine with it. And then they asked Brady about it, and he went into
3: some sort of <laughs> like robotic non-speak where he refused to give away even a shred of information about what they had done on offense. Isn't
2: he a joy? By the way, speaking of that same play, he audibles and throws the touchdown. Is that the play where he completely bros out with Gronk and they're screaming at each other you like know they're, it is. they're two bros on the yeah. speech? One of the
4: weirder sights. And uncomfortable, frankly, wasn't it? Not one of my prouder moments as a Patriots fan this year. But the Cougar makes up for it. I can imagine the the Gronk
2: and... Brady on some dance floor in Belmar, New Jersey, or something, and it's one of those clubs where there's fog and the, uh, one of those <laughs> fog horns that goes off, right. and they're just broing out with their shirts off. It, Very uncomfortable. Watch that. Watch that video and look at Brady. It's pretty funny.
1: Man, what you guys see on Jersey Shore is not the real Jersey. Might I just add? that Wait, in well, there? there's a pocket
2: I of Jersey. You know my jersey girl. We all grew up in the. Every one of us grew up in K-Rich, the tri-state. Did you ever go to DJs not in Belmar, Close. New Jersey?
1: I might have.
2: Fog. Fog horns bros out shirts off it's absurd I know Jersey and I know the shore
1: righty, <laughs> alright well, let's head into number two another brush off from Kay Rich oh wow right on time this <laughs> Kay one Kay Rich is <laughs>
2: gonna quit she after wants after nothing podcast. to do with us I know she hates us
1: no next up yes this one hits close to home Foles announced to be the Eagles starting quarterback for the remainder of this season
4: woo Kay how do you Rich? feel about it Kay Rich
1: How do I feel about it? You know, I feel like this will be a really big test for him in Week 13. If he can really show up good and put on a good performance, I've been very happy with his little streak that he's going on and he's hot. But if he can win this one, I will have more confidence in him because Eagles fans know we get our our hopes built up high every year since Dream Team, and then it's brought back to reality. So we'll see in Week 13.
4: Tough game here. Hashtag analysis. I like that because – this is the first test that Nick Foles, I think, has had. Certainly the toughest defense they've played. Listen to the defenses that they've played during this little run here. Oakland, the Giants, Dallas, Washington. Not a not a lot of good offense. Not a lot of good defense. Not a lot of good teams, period. The best this is the toughest game they've had since week four at Denver. I think the Cardinals defense is gonna slow down Nick Foles' role just a little bit. But obviously, I, a non-suspenseful
3: announcement because I'd be stunned outside of injury if Vic played another snap for the Eagles ever again. He's done.
2: Is he going to be a starter ever again?
3: I could see a team thinking that we're gonna, we've got a couple guys that we want to look at a quarterback. He's in the play. But, but honestly, if you really want to build something as a team, it's tough. It's, Vic's a tough sell because he, he does not play more than 8 or 10 games a season. Why not stay in Philly? I could see it. Sure. If, and he, you know what? He actually, to Vic's credit, finally, because I thought, oh, when this thing goes south and Foles starts to assume, we're going to get all these posts we have to write about Michael Vick being cantankerous. Nah. He has been great about it. He basically said, Foles is the guy. I'm cool with it. I mean, he's done. He, he's got to know it's at the end, potentially.
2: Yeah. He's, he, he's a really good guy.
3: He almost, I'm not saying that. I think he's handled this particular situation well.
1: I hope he stays with the Eagles. But if he doesn't, think about what another team is getting. They might not get a starting quarterback, but they're going to get a quarterback who's very who's very knowledgeable and can spread that knowledge to someone who's younger. He's
4: so going to the Jets. I, I, could, <laughs> I could see Chip Kelly bringing him back. I think Vic might be at the point where he doesn't mind being a backup too much, especially on such a good offense where you look good when you come in. Jip Kelly doesn't care about the normal NFL rules. I could see them drafting another guy in the first or second round. Oh, definitely. Having him go against Foles, keeping Vic there, and just see what happens. Sure. Anything else in the news, K-Rich?
1: All right, guys. Last up, Golden Tate. He's calling his Seahawks mates selfish for their suspensions.
2: Well, this is unfortunate for the Seahawks. You have two guys uh, suspended for substance abuse. Browner, uh, they're saying it's going to be for a year. Uh, Thurman it's going to be uh, four games starting immediately and it, it puts a strain on the team and it also kind of hangs so, uh, almost like there's a scarlet letter attached and uh, Golden Tate isn't happy about it and, and I know Mike Silver wrote or reported earlier this week that there was a team meeting where this was also explained you know if you want to do this stuff go ahead do it but you're not going to be coming with us to the Super Bowl uh, I understand why Golden Tate is frustrated I would be too if I was playing clean.
4: It's tough when you have injuries or suspensions at the same position. They're known for their secondary, and that's two of their top three cornerbacks. So it's a significant loss just on the football end. Forget all the, you know, who's being selfish, who isn't. That's supposed to be the backbone of their team, and they're losing two of their top three guys. Thurman was playing well this year. Browner, who had made the Pro Bowl before, uh, was not having a great year and is is injured right now anyways. Don't think that's a huge loss. Yeah,
3: I think Thurman's the bigger immediate loss for the team, and... I guess, you know, you can say, oh, you know, Seattle leads the league and these, uh, you know, slap on the wrist from the league and it's, it's been a lot under Carroll. But at the same time, you know, they got through this last year where they, they lost a bunch of secondary guys and they actually went on a me- their the biggest same run guys, of the two guys,
2: actually, when they got hot in the end of the regular season. I, I
3: don't see it derailing Seattle. There's a lot – a lot of teams only have one or two good players in the secondary.
4: Monday night's going to be a great test. That'll and, be interesting. And they'll, and they'll probably have to play the Saints again to make the Super Bowl. That's To me, that's where the NFC,
2: who goes to the Super Bowls, who gets home field advantage there between those two teams. The more I think about it,
4: I still have my. Do uh, the Saints have the most intriguing
3: us. stretch schedule? They've yes. got Carolina twice, they've got Seattle,
4: and they have to go to St. Louis, which is interesting. A lot going on
3: there.
2: Uh, thank you for the news, K Rich. Before we go, we wanted to talk about one more topic, and that is uh, I don't know, how do we want to put this? It's Thanksgiving and. You know, we don't, we don't want to say what are we thankful for because that's really cheesy. Uh, but why don't we just say, like, what has been kind of a pleasant surprise? I like that. Pleasant surprise. You know, that's good. pleasant surprise that happens to be around Thanksgiving. And uh, I'll throw it out there since we're already talking about, uh, like, we're not just owning it, that we have this cheesy uh, device. What we're thankful for. Um, I'll throw it out there, the Carolina Panthers. I'm pleasantly surprised uh. that they put it all together this year. Because you feel like every year, there's especially in the ramp-up toward the season, there are 18 different teams that everything looks like it's in line for them to put it together and go from mediocrity to greatness. And uh, I think the Panthers are the team that actually have pulled it off. Not that they're necessarily uh, one of the great teams ever, but they're one of the best teams in football. They've proven it, uh, obviously, over the last couple of weeks or three weeks. I am pleasantly surprised that the Panthers are a Super Bowl contender.
3: You know, and, and another angle there is it was so clear that the organization reportedly in earlier in the season already had spoken to a potential replacement for Ron Rivera. That it was... jobs for, about wrong. Jobs were going to be lost here. You know, listen, it's not fun to report about guys getting the ax. It's kind of cool to see him save his job and... He was getting ripped, shredded on our website right. by all sorts of people. This
4: this organization's lost, and they've proven everyone wrong. Eminently watchable. they got Cam. They've got Steve Smith, who just keeps upping his post-game interview game. It's really an impressive <laughs> thing. He's on the Dave Damashek football program this week. Which on the we regular. Highly recommend checking out. He was really funny on that. I just, yeah, everything about the Panthers is great. Sure. Speaking of the Dave Damashek football program, before I swing it to you guys, uh,
2: my wife cooked a pie, uh, bourbon pecan pie, on this week's episode of The Sheck Show. Uh, pie competition, second annual. Hans' family won it.
3: Mm. So she's nice cooked job. a pie for another podcast, but not this one?
2: Yes, basically.
3: Okay, I'm going to just think about what that. What about your
2: wife? What you know, did she cook? I'm going to ignore that.
3: She's, well, when she cooks something, it will be for this podcast. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to that. All right. All
4: right. By the way, I told my wife that K Rich is going to be involved with the cooking of the softball pants should we need it, and uh, I think I that another poor error in judgment by myself because once she heard that and she's now like, she's well, off the hook. Now I'm out. No, yeah, I'm Greg, that, that was not well played. How
1: you approach your, you have to think yes. about it.
4: Yeah, that was really not hard. well played,
3: Greg. Although we may never we don't you know, We're not sure we're ever going to see. Never the, give a
4: clear out. I don't know if there was a, a strategy that would have come. It, it, I, I might have been kind of like Gus Bradley devising a game plan for their Jaguars game against San Francisco. You might have the best plan possible. It's not going to matter. Let me give you something that I'm
3: thankful, not thankful for, pleasantly surprised by
4: Yeah, because not thankful. We're not thankful for really
3: no. anything, are we? Um, I was going to go Robert Quinn here because, honestly, I think he's become a dominant Pass rusher, interesting guy to watch. But I'm going to go somewhere else with this. You can do both. I have like all right, well, seven all right, so things. So I did go down. there, but I don't. There's not, We got that. I think everyone agrees to some degree. We, this is. Gutless. I'm happy. Make a choice. No, I'm you happy. Can't
2: start with Quinn and then move on. I
3: am moving on because this is what I started to think during the show. I'm happy that the read option has been snuffed out to some degree.
2: Ah,
0: I
3: I kind of thought it was cool last year, and it was an interesting off season topic. But in the end, the <laughs> quarterbacks that have made football. The skills that make a quarterback good all along aren't just vanishing for guys that can run around. You're, you're, you're when you're mm. young, you can run around, and that's going to be an asset. But I, I'm kind of happy to see that, like the pocket passer, isn't vanishing. Who doesn't love a running quarterback?
4: Though I mean, I loved it as a kid. I love, I love it, now. it too.
3: I just didn't want to. S- suddenly, we had you know Eli <laughs> Manning run that running the pistol and all this. Forget that.
2: You got to throw the football. Very... That's kind of like a grouchy thing to be thankful for. <laughs> I the don't know. Of, I just, uh, who are you, Bud uh, Grant or something? What's going on? Part
3: of me just feels I like the football the way I've always liked my football.
2: I feel like you would have uh, had had Matt Flynn not signed with the Packers <laughs> and performed well last week. You would have had some something locked and loaded that you were thankful Matt Flynn's career was terrible.
3: No, that's been overstated. I just I find that, that to be a, a rather uncreative decision by the Packers how about you How about you raise up a new young quarterback so Mark
4: what you're saying with the read option is like you're really happy the NFL is still a place that guys like Carson Palmer can still get it done I like both I didn't want to see the read option take over the entire league should have stuck with Robert I, Quinn I like
3: both Quinn's great I didn't know we only had to choose one I wrote down like six things well, I chose two. I, apparently, I was supposed to choose one, according well, to that's Dan. that's what I was told downstairs. I'm getting thing one is from Dan. I'm mutating. getting six from Greg. All
2: sorts of Why don't we do 100? On. Why don't we just go down the list of everything?
4: I, there's so much there's so much. I like much to be pleasantly- I like that
2: they switch out the kicker ball, and mm. you can't manipulate the ball before the kick. I'm very thankful for that. Now I have two. That is huge. Greg, now you get
4: two. I'm pleasantly <laughs> surprised by so many things. Uh, <laughs> keep in mind, we only have a couple of minutes left. I, I would know. like
3: you to keep this to two, actually.
4: <laughs> <laughs> also, Jeffrey. Let's start with him. Mm. He's been a lot of fun to watch, and he's kind of emblematic of that entire Bears offense, where it doesn't matter what the quarterback is. It's just, it's not Cutler, it's not McCown, it's Tressman quarterback. That they're fun to watch. Marshall, Jeffrey, and Forte have to be the most physical trio of skill position guys in the league. So they've been fun. If I'm only getting two. Mm. And how boring was that offense in the past? So exactly, I, I think that's part of it. Is they're always on national TV? I was sick of watching them. Now they're on, and it's fun. Yep. I uh, think I got to go with the Chargers in general. Lardarius Green is the next big thing at tight end. He might be the fastest tight end I've ever seen. Uh, their rookie of the year, I think, is Keenan Allen. If if Eddie Lacy doesn't get it, it's Keenan Allen. Philip Rivers, I've said a lot about him. He's been a lot of fun. It's been so surprising. The only person in the country that said Ryan Matthews was going to be good was, was our buddy Chris Wesseling, and he's been a lot of fun too. So I'm going Chargers offense. Pour some out for Chris Wesseling
2: wherever he is.
4: I was going to say Noshan Moreno too. That's three though. That's three. he's making people miss. No one gives Noshan any credit. He does. He does some things. Well, do, I- do the Chargers pay Philip
3: Rivers fourteen million dollars next season?
4: Yes. Whatever they need to pay him.
2: Yeah, he's only getting better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it for Wednesday's edition of the Around the League podcast. If you have not checked out our previous pod, we broke down all three Thanksgiving games. I thought Mark gave a really incredible performance during that podcast. So if, if for nothing I else... I there?
4: I think I you get, were. Oh, I do remember doing that. Yeah, you
2: were there. Uh, so check that out uh, for a look ahead at all those games. Um, other than that, we will be back Friday. I feel, I feel slighted. That did? what
3: That was an absolute backhanded compliment from Dan.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't really mean it. For Mark, At all. So if I would have complimented you like that, too, it would have been more uh, more an insult. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think you do a great job Thanks, on the podcast, Dan. Mark.
3: I feel I feel really good. <laughs> Thank you, Dan.
2: All right, got to do some healing with Mark after the show. Uh, and we will be back on Friday. Greg, will you be with us? I know Mark and I will be in the studio.
4: I'm questionable, but it was looking like it was doubtful earlier, so we'll see. Okay, Rich, will you be with us?
1: After my big thanksgiving feast and all that black friday shopping and probably getting no sleep i will be here.
3: are you just sitting on a mountain of money
1: (laughs) (laughs) no that's why you go black friday shopping so you Mm. save money Mm.
2: interesting so until friday this is dan Hansis signing off for the sizzler the boss k rich behind the glass and lyle the intern who will be working double time on thanksgiving forget him until friday